Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity, with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Elevate Her podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. And I would like her to introduce yourself. So welcome, Audrey, to our podcast show. How are you today? I'm doing really, really well. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So excited for our conversation that's coming up. So why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what you do and how you help people in their careers? Basically, I have a, I'd say, growing love and interest in coaching. And although I have a full nine to five job, I am building what I am finding to be a really rewarding coaching practice that supports professionals. And so people often know me as a transition coach or a career coach. But basically what I do is I support professionals as they go about either going through transitions, but more often making big, bold decisions, you know, in that transition space. And so really I'm there as a support so they can manage that transition really well. And also just so they can make decisions that are aligned to their truth. So over and above my day job and all the other things, that's what I'm really getting into. That's amazing. I love the concept of transitioning because I guess when we are, you know, flying into the corporate world, it's somehow like this default expectation that you'll know what you need to do. You'll know how to make decisions effectively. And that's not always the case. And sometimes you just need someone else from the outside helping you assess different options and looking at things in different perspectives. So I love that you've niched down into that specific area. And Mm -hmm. Audrey also didn't mention that she is a mom and she's lived (laughs) in six countries on three continents. So you have your hands quite full. Yes. And I think that's why I gravitated to this niche around transition. It really speaks to my life experience. Like you said, six countries, three continents. I'm a mom. I've worked in 10 different roles over 15 years. The next move I make will actually be into my 20th home. I've worked both in private sector, development space. I've been through the whole gamut of, you know, single married mom, And now I'm building this business while still running a full-time, you know, nine to five job and building that piece of myself. So lots of pieces that are sort of propelling me into this world of transitions. 
Okay, and living in six countries on three continents must have really taught you a lot while being a mom and working and running your coaching business about transitioning and, you know, making bold decisions that are not just bold, but are aligned to your purpose and calling. So tell us more about how that experience shaped up how you help, you know, other people in their careers transition. Exactly. And my experience is definitely how I niched to this area of transition. Just like you said, six countries, three continents, 10 different roles over 15 years. My next home will actually be my 20th home. I've worked in private and a private sector, the development space, and run the gamut of single, married, and mother. So that has all really shaped you know, how I view moving and navigating through transition. And if I think about it now, I'd like to think of myself as somebody who can gracefully transition. And so that's sort of a piece of the inspiration that I purpose to share with my clients that I work with, right? I share how you can actually gracefully transition and how you can connect the dots, uh, regardless of what transition you are in. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I don't think I've met anyone who's lived in 20 different houses, so... (laughs) That must oh, be something. Packing is such a drama. <laughs> you must be a pro by now in packing and unpacking. Actually, we are. And we have very little, you know, people have garages full of things over years mm-hmm. and years. We basically don't have any of that because we've moved so many times. We've had to declutter so many times. <laughs> Which is a good thing. So I yeah, think a lot I'm of happy. good I'm has come out it. of that. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So tell us more about decision making from a professional context, especially when you're at a point in your career where you're maybe not sure that the current path you are on is the right path. It can be a bit difficult trying to make that decision, especially if maybe your heart is leaning towards making the leap and leaving your current organization. I know for one, I have experienced that. And sometimes it comes in the form of guilt. So it kind of clouds your mind in terms of making the right decision at that time. What are the pitfalls we need to look out for when it comes to making aligned decisions in our careers? Yeah. And they can be very many depending on who you are. The one that I've noticed, especially with clients that I've worked with, is sometimes people get stuck in their feelings. So I'm all about, you know, feeling your feelings. Really sit with yourself, check in on yourself, ask yourself, you know, how am I feeling? How am I feeling today versus yesterday? How do I want to feel tomorrow? So I'm a huge advocate of really getting to know yourself. But there's a line that we can cross where Suddenly, all you're doing is you're stuck in these emotions. And what happens is that what you're feeling impacts what you're thinking. And then what you're thinking can be on this repeat loop in your head. And suddenly that creates the story you're telling yourself or telling others. And then it becomes this really unhealthy cycle, right? So whether you're feeling guilty or scared or sad or delighted, you know, you shouldn't just stop there. There's a lot more that you can do and try to avoid that pitfall of just, I've got my feelings, they're big feelings, they're valid, yeah. but they don't need to basically stop you in your tracks. Oh yeah, that's so powerful. And I think a lot of times we also don't realize that our feelings influence the actions we take and a decision is literally just an action. 
So how do you get to the point where you're managing your feelings, but still staying attuned? Because I believe there's a balance to be held between, you know, managing your feelings and being completely on the objective side when it comes to making decisions that are aligned to your purpose and calling. How do you manage that balance? Yeah, I'd say it's about thinking of the incremental steps that you can take once you've, you know, named your feelings or sat with your feelings. So once you've had that check-in with yourself, the thing I find most helpful is to then move on to the next step, which would be really think about the intentions you want to set, right? When mm -hmm. you move on and think about those intentions, you aren't necessarily abandoning those feelings. I mean, you can go back to those feelings time and again, but at some point, the intentions you want to set for yourself. So if we use an example, let's say you're at work, and you, as you said, you're looking for a new job, but you might have loads of feelings around the guilt of leaving your team, the fear and insecurity of like, will I make enough money, the deep desire to learn and grow. So you can sit with them, those emotions, but at some stage, it's really important to say, well, my intention is to develop my skill, or my intention is to better take care of my family, or my intention is to see the world, whatever your intention might be, right? Mm -hmm. Once you've actually been able to set those the next step would be to just think to yourself, okay, so what goals can then support those intentions? And these goals don't have to be complicated, right? Mm -hmm. They're just more directional. So if my intention is to see the world in my 20s, 30s, or 40s, whatever it might be, right? You might say, well, a goal here is to maybe find a job in an international organization or to find a job in a different country or whatever it might be, maybe set up a business in a different location. Right. So now this goal is giving you some direction. And with that directional goal, the next step would be to think, OK, what small action will support this goal? And with those actions, I always tell people, make it super simple, something you can do today or tomorrow, maybe something you can do next week. But today or tomorrow, it really helps you filter out the overwhelming actions you could take with the things you can do right now. And then that all links together, right? Your emotions, your intentions, your goals, your actions. And you do it again, your emotions, your intentions, your goals, your actions. Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. And it's almost like this loop that you have to get into, I guess you have to get into the habit of being aligned with your emotions, but also managing them so you can take the right actions. And then it's kind of a repetitious loop. So how does this work in practice when you are transitioning? What small actions can one take to get to the next step where they want to go that is aligned to? So let's say your intention is to, you know, transition upwards into a more senior position, let's say into a directorship. Mm -hmm. And that might involve some sort of transitioning, whether it's in your current organization or somewhere else. What small actions can someone take so that the big decision doesn't feel overwhelming? Yeah. The first place to start is sort of with yourself. And I always say that you are the expert in you, right? And I think sometimes we undervalue what we know about ourselves and what we are capable of doing. So if you're trying to transition up, right, you're trying to get a role that's more senior than where you're at right now, the very first thing is to just see, okay, so what do I know about myself? Just sit there and, and think to yourself, okay, I've been able to do A, B, C, D right? I bring this value and that value. And it might sound really simple or obvious, but before you can start to convince others of what you want, you need to be able to be 100% convinced of it yourself, right? And be yes. aligned with it yourself. 
So you are the expert in you. Figure what that means to you and then figure out, okay, so what is important to me? So you might say, I bring ABC skill to the table and DEF value, right? And I know at the core of my heart might be, so if you're trying to grow into this more senior role, maybe the core of your heart is to maybe build others. As you grow, maybe you're really about like empowering, I don't know, it could be other female leaders. Maybe yours is about relationships. Maybe yours is about financial sustainability and stability. But just know what's driving you. So you bring this value, but what's actually at the core of you? right? So you've done mm -hmm. two very small, simple, manageable tasks to then think, okay, if this is what's driving me, what then supports the steps I'm going to take? So for example, if you're thinking, you know, I'm trying to do this to, I don't know, it could be to have greater status, make more money, whatever it might be, right? You might say, okay, how might I then move forward with this in mind? Because your journey could look very, very different depending on what's driving you. Yeah. 100%. And I think this is something that we really need to do more, especially when you're at a certain stage in your career, because mm -hmm. sometimes it yeah. seems obvious that the next step is upwards. But if you actually dig into your values, what's important to you, it might that might not be the next step for you. And that's why a lot of people then end up not being fulfilled, you know, because maybe they were just focused on that status, that pay. So I love that you've also baked in this very important aspect of understanding who you are. And I'm definitely going to use your phrase, you are the expert in you, because <laughs> you're the best person to, you know, figure out what your values are, what your beliefs are, what is, you know, what your strengths are so that you can communicate and articulate that and also find the best path for yourself. Okay, I am pulling back the curtain to the brand new personalized group program, The Elevate Collective, to help you fast track your success into becoming a confident, capable and authentic leader, getting recognized and paid what you rightfully deserve. Enrollment is officially open and I am so excited to announce this just to my podcast listeners for now because I know if you are listening to this podcast, you are serious about elevating your career. Elevate is a six-month-long group program where you will feel supported and empowered to turn what you learn into action and tangible results. Plus, we focus on the long game not just techniques and tools to help you negotiate your salary, ace that performance review, get that promotion you've been working towards, but we equip you with the mindset required to be the leader now and stand out in such an impactful way that you don't even have to sell your skill set anymore. You've just become critical talent that no organization wants to lose. But I know what you're probably thinking right now, because putting down a personal investment in your career can make you feel a bit nervous, and that's normal. But there is a difference between depending on your employer-sponsored trainings to get ahead of the career curve and taking a step to invest in yourself. The difference? Commitment and effectiveness. And that's why the Elevate Collective is more than just a training hub. This is a power-packed group program where I hold you accountable to your big goals through hot seats, group calls, recorded trainings, Q&A sessions, Monday Mindset Elevate, which is almost like a gym workout session for building mental fitness. We also have guest trainings on all things personal branding on LinkedIn, building your money mindset and wellness. This is really all you need to elevate your career in 2023. 
we already have a waitlist of women who are waiting to get in, so don't wait until the last minute to get your spot in Elevate. Grab the link in the show notes so we can talk about whether the collective is a good next step for you and your career journey. We start in the last week of January 2023 and I cannot wait to see you inside the Elevate Collective. So it almost feels like from what you're saying, the answers lie within. So my question is then how do we, you know, it's obviously we need support in figuring out what those answers are. So what's the next obvious step? Let's say someone knows that they want to make a change, they want to make a transition and, you know, they've started the journey of those small action steps. What's the next, you know, step in the transition process? Yeah, so getting more tactile and more practical. I'd say it it can depend on not just who you are, but your situation. So one next step could be you actually find a trusted person to to speak with. And I find that a lot can be revealed in conversation. And I mean, it could be a coach, it could be, you know, a loved one, it could be a manager or a mentor, but find someone to intentionally share and name and, you know, just really verbalize the things that you've now either discovered about yourself or that you know to be true about yourself. And from there, then, you know, the next steps can unfold. But maybe you're, that's your, not your cup of tea. You know, you don't talk to anybody. So alternatives next, alternative next steps could be that if you go back to that cycle that I explained earlier about, you know, emotions, intentions, goals, and actions, you could actually step into that cycle where you're like, okay, I know who I am. I know what's in the core of me. Then you start to set those goals, right? For you, they may not be directional goals. They might be very clear. Okay, I'm moving up. And so I know that a goal of that is to achieve X at work or to maybe have this kind of connection at work, right? Because it's very it, it will depend on you and your circumstance. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those things where it no longer becomes this overwhelming thing of I want to be a director. And you're like, oh my goodness, how am I going to get there? But you're now breaking that down into, if you're not going to speak with someone, you might just say, I know that the very next goal I should set myself is this thing. And in your case, it might be, you know, connecting with that leader or, you know, acquiring the skill or whatever it might be. And you Mm -hmm. say, okay, great. I've got that. And what is the very next action that then supports that? So that's kind of how I would make it really tangible, you know, for somebody to think of what do I do next? If you're not going to speak with someone, you can think of it like that. Okay, I love that. Yes, and definitely for some of the introverts in the house, like me, speaking to someone is not always the first thing you think of. But Mm -hmm. I like how you've made it practical because there's still other ways to, you know, navigate the process. And of course, having, you know, seeking help from a coach like you is something that we can all do, even if we're introverts. So that's very good practical advice. Thanks for that. Now, a question that I just thought of as we've been talking about this example of directorship and a lot of the women who listen to this podcast are, you know, going for the next big position in their careers. But how do you balance between pay, passion and purpose? Because I think a lot of times we lean very much on, you know, this is the next level. This is what I want to achieve. This is how I want to make an impact. But then how do you then balance that between passion and purpose? Is this even what you were called for? Yeah. Where does one start? And I know there's a lot of books like Ikigai, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not always very 
practical for yeah. people in corporate careers? Yeah, I mean, pay, passion, purpose, one of my favorite, favorite topics. And to be honest, and I can speak from my own experience and also colleagues and clients, this is one where that balance, if we can look at it as like the three are on this almost seesaw or I don't know, scales or whatever, that balance is almost always going to shift, right? And the way I describe it is if you're a really talented, driven, growing woman who's now going up, getting more responsibility, you're now thinking like, okay, how do these things balance out? And, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it really does start with knowing yourself. Because what happens is you are going to likely need to flex on those three areas to create the balance that you need in that particular season. So if you are growing up right now, you're thinking, I'm going for this you know, high-level directorship role, you need to start saying, okay, I'm doing it for this reason. And I can't tell you what that reason is. You would know, look, all my friends are doing it. I need to be there right now. This is just where I need to be. You know, mm -hmm. you could say mm -hmm. again, it could be, I need to make more money. I want to buy a house. I want to send my kids to the best schools, I, whatever it might be. Right. So once you've figured that out, you then can see on that sort of scale of pay passion, right. It then becomes very quickly, pretty clear that you are likely in a season where for now you are putting all your energy and resources in building the sort of pay up. Right. And you then make a conscious, and this is the thing, you might make that conscious decision to be like, whether this is something I'm called to do or not, yes. I am choosing to do this because like, again, this is you, you're the expert, because I know that once I get to this level, I can then move into my purpose in the future and make it in a much smoother, easier, better way. But for now, I'm going to focus on the fact that it's paying me well, it's giving me the status that I need, my, my purpose and passion, those can maybe fall back a little bit. And by the way, purpose and passion, the way I define them, I think of them as, you know, purpose is like when you're contributing to this world, you know, and passion is when something is contributing to you, you are loving it, you are enjoying it, you are finding delight in it. And so mm. you might say, I am contributing to this world by doing a good job. <laughs> But mm -hmm. I'm still pushing the pay. The pay piece right now is how I strike the balance. Maybe I'm not passionate about, right? And you can admit that to yourself. It's okay. You Maybe you're like, I've done this for 10 years. I'm just not passionate. But I have the bigger picture in mind. Once I am in this directorship level role for maybe two years, whatever the number is, whatever the season is, I can then do this, right? I'm making up an example. But that's how I have approached the conversation and I've, how I've coached clients through it. Because otherwise, you can feel like, it needs to be purposeful. It needs to be a passion and it needs to make me money. And sometimes those will not be in, you won't get those in equal doses. And it's okay. It's okay. As long as you make that decision, again, aligned with your truth. Because the time will come when you're like, you know what? I can afford to take a pay cut. You know, I found yeah. something that I am incredibly passionate about. It really contributes to me. Or it could be, I'm incredibly be passionate about it. And I'm helping, you know, a greater society or my community. But the pay is, is not great. <laughs> but this is where I'm at right yeah. now. And so I'm making a very intentional decision to move in that direction. Oh, that. Oh, my goodness. That was so, so good. I just learned how to, you know, differentiate between passion and purpose in a very easy way to remember. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I love how you said it's seasonal, right? So 
When yeah. I think of the word seasonal, it means temporary. So you can always flex between the three until you mm-hmm. find some sort of equilibrium that works for you. There we go. Yeah. Oh, thank you so, so much, Audrey. Any final tips you would like to share with any career professionals who are looking to make big decisions in transitioning or changing, making changes in their career? Yeah. If you are in that space, the first thing I'd say is just even, you know, kudos to you for recognizing the space you're in. I think sometimes we jump straight into action and we don't even realize it's not easy to realize where you're at and to acknowledge yourself for that. So, yeah, kudos to you. But then the thing I say all the time, I think I've already said it a couple of times, is figure out your truth. Genuinely and honestly, if I leave you with nothing else, figure out your truth. And it doesn't have to be complicated, right? But it does have to be very intentional and meaningful for you because once you've got that, that is the cornerstone to the transition that you might be envisioning for yourself. And your truth can be so many things, your values, your beliefs, your emotions, your thoughts, figure them out a little bit more. You might just need to reconnect with them. You might need to completely discover them, but go a little bit deeper on those areas, you know, values, thoughts, beliefs, emotions. Those are sort of the places that you can start with figuring out your truth and figure that out a little bit more and then start to make some decisions. Yes, I love that. Figure it out and then figure it out a little bit more because there's always <laughs> something you'll discover. Always I think this something is, to discover. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. This is the work that we sometimes avoid doing because we're kind of trying to face ourselves. Right, so yeah. That's <laughs> such an important point. Thank you so much for sharing that. How can our listeners connect with you, reach out with, uh, reach out to you and work with you for those who are interested in getting to know you more and working with you? Yeah, two very simple ways. So via email, Audrey at yourtruth.coach. Surprise, surprise with that. <laughs> or Audrey, sorry, or at yourtruthcoach on Instagram. So it's all about your truth. So yeah, quite easy to remember, I hope. (laughs) Yes, yes. I love how you incorporated that into your, your, your contact. So thank you so much for sharing that. And we will have all the links in the show notes. So definitely check those out and connect with Audrey. She has amazing content on her platforms and the work that she's doing in her day job, in her coaching business just goes to show how she's so passionate about this topic around finding your truth and making decisions that are aligned and, you know, balanced with your version of pay, passion, pay, passion and purpose. I don't know if I've said that in the right sequence. Yes, you have. No, it is no sequence, but you've said it. You've nailed them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, awesome. And lastly, we usually ask one fun question of our guests. So your fun question for today is, What was the last book you read and what's the one thing that you really took from it? The last book I read, I've just blanked, but I know the book I'm reading right now. The last book I read was just some fun, light rom-com. I don't remember the name, but I'm currently reading. reading. I'm reading Will, the, the Will Smith. I think it's a biography. I don't think it's autobiography. Anyway, Will and what I've taken away from it. People are, I mean, we know this, we're so Mm multidimensional and it just reminds me to really, number one, mind your own business about other people's affairs because you just don't know the journey they've been on. And if you are going to get into their business, understand that you likely don't have all the context you need. And so reading his story is just 
really eye-opening and I appreciate his vulnerability in that. But yeah, so Will, and I'm just in the early days of it, but it's so far so good. Oh, that's amazing. I'll definitely like to, yeah, grab maybe the audio version of it. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. Thank you so much, Audrey, once again for being on the show. Really, really appreciate you sharing all those gems with us. And ladies, definitely connect with Audrey once you listen to this and we'll see you in next week's show. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.